show. We are on the air. We are live. We're here in uh, in Radio Row in the Media Center. Three days, six hours counting as we get ready for uh, Super Bowl 57. And thanks to Malcolm Butler. Boy, I, I, I know we kind of got uh, jumbled up there and we went back to back. So we got short segments coming up. But uh, thanks to Malcolm Butler and John and the gang from Mueller Sports coming up. That was fun. That was good stuff. Boy, what, what an insight that Malcolm Butler... The day, the days leading up to that Super Bowl, they had seen that play from Russell Wilson and company numerous times, and he made the mistake over and over and over again in practice. And what Bill Belichick had told him to do the night before the Super Bowl stuck in the biggest moment of the game when they ran that play, and he finally got it right in the biggest moment. Man, what a what a what a terrific story to listen to Malcolm Butler tell it that way. Interesting stuff. Uh, by the way, uh, coming out of Milwaukee, it appears like anyway that uh, Jay Crowder is coming to the Milwaukee Bucks. And uh, Sham Sharina said the Bucks are getting uh, Jay Crowder in a trade with Brooklyn for five second-round picks. Five second-round picks. Um, I can't argue with that. Ben, when was the last time? Uh, you had a handful of second-round picks that you were like, oh, God, that's your franchise changer right there, right? Well, it's almost as if they were negotiating a trade and the Bucks said, yeah, give us five seconds to, to – or the the right. Nets, I guess, said, oh, no, give us five seconds to think about it. And the Bucks thought that they literally meant second-round picks. <laughs> so they did so it. So they said, yeah, go ahead. What the hell? And they did it. So they uh, they get five second-round picks – and uh, oh, okay. I'm I'm not going to disagree with that. I'll take that in a heartbeat. Um, so, what does this do now? Does uh, do, are the Bucks now the clear favorite when it comes to uh, when it comes to the the East now? Does that put them up and over? It gives them some shooting prowess, and it it kind of gives them the, the 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 what I would call like the junkyard dog that uh, would be like PJ Tucker esque. Not only can he shoot. Uh, but he can also he, he can be some nasty. He can be the guys that's going to pick the he's going to be the guy that's going to pick up the scraps on the floor as well. You know. Yeah, I don't know where it puts them in terms of Boston. I mean, the Bucks haven't been healthy all season, so right. it's really hard to say what exactly they can be when we haven't seen them all on full cylinder. And I get that's kind of the nature of the NBA season. Sometimes is you don't see the teams at their best until the playoffs. I I think they were close to Boston anyway. They have the best player. So you expect him to be there. But, yeah, it's a good move. I think this is a guy that could help them get over the Celtics if they do meet again. Uh, if uh, you got a comment, you can go ahead and shoot it to us via the uh, the uh, the Bud Light live stream. For those that are watching uh, on YouTube or on Facebook, uh, Twitch TV, you can also find us over on Twitter. If you want to drop us a note and give us your thoughts as the Bucks do make a move. I mean, that is one of the... The things that uh, you know happening today—that's kind of stealing some of the headlights and headlines and such from down here at Super Bowl, at least back in our own backyard. Like I said earlier today, the big story here, other than Super Bowl being in town, the waste management open, and the Phoenix Open being in town, was the fact that uh, Kevin Durant is coming to uh, Arizona. He's coming out to Phoenix, and uh, a lot of the sports talk stations uh, are just a buzz with that. By the way, did I say this yesterday, Ben? That the sports talk stations out here, not that good. Yep. Yeah, you said they were ripping on wow. Sirianni for saying that he liked they were Philly killing as a Sirianni yesterday. Yeah, which is they pandering were... 101. Every coach yeah. does that. <laughs> they were just, you know, and I and it, I'll be honest with you, it sounds like New York transplants. 
that are trying to be like Mike and the Mad Dog from years gone by, radio shows like that, that just can't match it, don't have the wit to match it. Um, it just, God, I, I listen because I always, I listen because people say, well, why do you listen? And I always listen for, to learn something. I'm trying to learn something. You know, obviously the Phoenix Suns have a new owner out here, uh, and he had talked about not really rocking the boat, and then, you know, must have been five minutes after that, he probably picked up the phone and said, yeah, we'll go ahead and take him, and then bring in Kevin Durant. But, you know, they got a new owner out here after everything that had gone on behind the scenes with the Phoenix Suns organization and such. And, uh, and so that owner out, new owner in, then they make a splash trade. Uh, they were talking about bringing in, um, for, you know, former uh, former NBA player Isaiah Thomas, uh, who has his own issues, and they said, no, we want to do things with character. We want to do things that are upstanding. We want to do things the right way, and Isaiah Thomas brings in some baggage. He was sued when he was with the New York Knicks op- operation and, and lost that lawsuit. They they had to pay, uh, and so he comes in with some, some negativity uh, along the way, uh, and plus a guy that is not liked by many. To be perfectly honest with you, they thought that he was coming here. That report was out. They quickly quashed that, and then they make a trade for Kevin Durant. So that went on, and then we hear just after that, Jay Crowder, who goes to the Brooklyn Nets, and the Kevin Durant deal uh, now is becoming a Milwaukee Bucks. So and the Bucks trading away some draft choices to get him. So good stuff for the Bucks. Uh, I think it's fantastic. Uh, now you just got to wait and see if you can't get all the Milwaukee Bucks' entire roster healthy. And uh, and kind of peaking at the right time. And again, it all go back. It all goes back to what I've been saying for a long time: is you got to be good, you 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 got to be lucky, and then you got to be hot and healthy down the stretch. So they still have the unofficial second half of the season coming up. Get through, uh, you know, get through the next month, and then really start to you know kind of hone it together throughout the month of March into April as you head into the postseason. So hopefully the Bucks can do that. Um, got a lot uh, else coming up today. Good stuff with Ross Tucker, by the way. Uh, Ross Tucker had a terrific uh, and very laxed insight when it came to, one, you don't figure you're going to leave the money on the table, much like uh, even though uh, Lee Steinberg, the agent, said kind of the same thing. You don't leave that amount of money on the table, but guys are at this point in their career, it's not all about the money anymore. You're pretty much set for the rest of your life, so now you're looking for the best situation and the best way to leave your legacy. And he kind of thought, you know, it seems like, the Packers want to move on, at least from what he's hearing. Uh, on the other hand, like Lee says, if I'm an agent, I'm calling and saying what's in your heart, and it's up to Aaron Rodgers. So uh, while we have some differing, differing perspectives here, uh, I think overwhelmingly everybody believes as much as we know it is actually in the hands of the Green Bay Packers for what it is they want to do, because the Packers could do whatever. But they work so hard to kind of restore that image and and that, that player relationship image with – you know, the upper management and the brass, they don't want to be callous in this sense and then just turn around and treat them like a piece of meat and a commodity. So they are being uh, careful in that sense and walking that line to keep that image clean, I guess, for lack of a better term. So uh, a lot of that talk still going on down here, for sure. Uh, let's do this. We are going to take a quick break, come back on a lot more broadcasting live out here in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, Radio Row, we're glad to have you along for the ride. Hopefully you enjoyed the week-long broadcast as well. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Skipper Buds. Many of you chimed in with Skipper Buds at the boat show and uh, got a hold of my friend Todd over there and have made some deals, and that's absolutely fantastic. Keep thinking of them as you start to dream more and more about summer. And don't forget Skipper Buds, 262-544-1200, 262-544-1200. And if you're thinking about maybe a place to dock the boat, pull it up on Pewaukee Lake. 
docking at the Sunset Grill. Go in, get yourself some good food, enjoy yourself, a little karaoke on Thursday night. They got bingo. They have all that kind of good stuff. Then you get into the weekend, you catch some sports, good food, friends, sun. It's all right around the corner. If you go out there now, you can still watch the big game and check out some of the people out there fishing uh, in the ice shanties out there on the Pewaukee Lake. It provided that the rain didn't, you know, kind of you know weaken the ice, so to speak. But that being said, good stuff with our friends at the Sunset Grill as well. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Live Radio Row is trying to get the camera over there. Uh, this entourage walks by, and I'm like, what the hell is this? And we've seen some pretty big heavy hitters walk through here. Joe Montana came through the other day. That was pretty big. We saw a couple of the stars, even Roger Goodell. And then this entourage of like 30 people. I'm like, holy crap, what is Rihanna done doing her, her halftime show? And, uh, no, it's Stephen A. Smith and people from Subway. So, you know, okay. I guess you, I guess that warrants a, an entourage of 20 to 30 people. He's not going to sing, is he? I don't think he is. Okay. No, no. But, Just uh, making sure. But joining us here at the table, Tyler Dunn, GoLongTD.com. You can read his stuff there. How you been, man? I'm doing great. It's, yeah? it's always good to to see you guys in person. It's like we're sitting here having coffee up at, or maybe a pizza at Sammy's or something like that up in Green Bay or something like that. Kind of a kind of a reunion type of thing. It's a beautiful thing. Good um, to see you, man. So you tell me uh, what you're hearing regarding Rodgers. You know, I think it's at this point it's gut feeling for all of us yeah. and trying to read the tea leaves, put two and two together because, as always, passive aggressiveness from the quarterback, right? I mean, right. he, he I, I love the honesty. He's telling us what he's thinking and what he's going to do, but he, he likes the theatrical part of this, right? I love the interview he did with CBS after the Pro-Am. It's like they didn't even bring up the Raiders' chance. He brought him up. Right, he right. Yeah, he, he brought it up. She's like, oh, you kind of beat me to the punch well, on that He does that, that every week on McAfee, where one minute he talks about, I can't believe that this stuff gets started on the Internet. And then he goes on McAfee, and they bring up things that somebody tweeted that I didn't see. And uh, it's news to me. Yeah, I, w- I want to correct this erroneous tweet. It's like, a hundred people saw that, Aaron. You're the one You're the ones at pu- pouring the f- gasoline on the fire. For the guy that doesn't pay attention to the white noise. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's not alone. I mean, Tom Brady oh, absolutely yeah. enjoyed. I mean, we know Brett Favre enjoyed this, this aspect of it. Everybody likes to be courted. Everybody wants to be mm-hmm. wanted. And if if he wanted to play football and he wanted to play football in Green Bay, uh, he would have just gone to the podium, you know, after he's doing the slow walk with Randall Cobb off the field and said, love it here. Yeah. We're going to run it back. We did some good things to close the season. Let's do it. But there, it was open-ended on his part. And What's interesting, though, Bill and Mike, it's it's open-ended on Green Bay's part. We're seeing yeah. very reputable reporters, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, say that the Packers are open to the possibility of a trade. And it sounds like that ticked off the quarterback a little bit to not be here's privy my, to those conversations. Here's my question. Let me ask both of you this, because you have co- you both have covered a long time, too. Now, when Rodgers said, which, again, he doesn't have to go out of his way to say it. They could have said, hey, there's some reports that the Packers you know, would be open. He could have said, hey, Brian and I talked about what possibilities there might be, if indeed that's the direction, whatever. And instead he says, yeah, they're having some conversations that don't involve me. Interesting. Which now we all go, wait a minute, he's pissed. You know what I mean? It sounds like you right. said. It sounds like he's ticked off. He, if, if he doesn't say that, nobody speculates. Everybody just says, oh, it's copacetic. It's already something that's been there. Or, so, or, or in season to say, 
Well, it has to be a mutual agreement. Yeah. Which means he's putting himself right back to Brett Favre in January of 2008, who's got McCarthy calling him every two weeks and say, so, uh, you know, how are we coming along a decision? You know, man, I don't even want to think about football right now. Yeah, well, you know, we, we're getting close to March 15th, and we, we sort of got to know. And it, finally, at one point, he just turns to Deanna and says, you know, he won't. These guys won't stop calling me. All right, to hell with it. I retire. I'm done. Oh, okay. Well, let's get you on the plane, you know, and we'll get you with Jeff Blum, right. and, and we'll get get the microphones out, and we'll have you announce your retirement. Because Ted wasn't calling them. Ted was Ted was like, if you don't want to come back, that's okay with us. It's okay to retire. You know what? There's not a wait, no wait, trade. You're the, this is the guy who wrote the story. This is the guy who went down to Hattiesburg mm-hmm. and on the big house with the 430 acres <laughs> and all that. And and where Brett told you, yeah, first, you know, Ted came down here and he's offered to cut out my locker and bring it down here to me. And then at the end of the driveway, he kind of said, you know, Brett, it's okay to retire. Didn't he didn't really talk. Just came to visit. Right. You know, talk about the old days and all that. And Mark Murphy comes down and says, all right, look, we, we want you to remain a Packer. How about $20 million to be an ambassador to, to represent this franchise in years past? And, you know, at that point, Favre's like, no, I feel better now. It's May. I want to go play for somebody. And if, if I'm not playing for you guys, I'll, I'll play for somebody across the street. At what point do the lessons of Ted Thompson, you know, come to fruition here for Brian Gutekinds, Matt LaFleur, Mark Murphy? I mean, that... That summer, I was out there as an intern, you know, working at Packer Report and the Shawano Leader. I mean, what, what a way to get thrown into the business, right, as a college student. And I'll just never forget the conviction of Ted Thompson to be there at that shareholders meeting and have those those brothers, right, come up to him with the petition. We want Brett Favre back. Sign right here. I mean, they're yelling at him. It was, right. it was a surreal scene for him to have the conviction to know Aaron Rodgers is our quarterback. We're getting behind Aaron Rodgers. We're moving on. Right after Brett Favre took you to the NFC Championship okay. game. At, w- at what point, right, Jordan loves performance and everything they know about right. him has to, has to enter the equation. But at some point, they have to be the bosses. You and were, they haven't been the you bosses. Were right next to me when I talked to Charles Woodson the other day. And I asked him, I said, do you remember that conversation? He said, yeah, we knew how good Aaron was. He said, if you want to know how good Jordan Love is, you asked Jair. Because if, if he's running the scout team and he's eating them up, he's good. But if he's not, well, let's put, uh, and, and that's the next question. So the the thing was, though, they knew what they had in Rodgers, which is the reason they said, Brett, here's your locker. We'll talk to you later. They don't know what they have, I don't think, specifically as far as winning goes and leadership goes in Jordan Love. Tyler, the summer of 2007, I'm standing there next to Bob McGinn. We watched every rep, okay? And at the end of the – somewhere along that camp, I just said – I don't, want, I don't know who these guys are. I see a 4, I see a 12. And by about mid-August, I just said, 12 is the better quarterback. Favre is still warming up, as usual. It took him two or three weeks to get it going in camp. But 12 has got a better accuracy, quicker on the feet, but it executes, carries out all the little stuff. You know, 12 is a better athlete. We know who the, you know, the more experienced you know, Ironman quarterback was. But I'm telling you, it was clear at the end of camp that 12 was a better athlete than 4 was. So uh, that was not the case with Jordan Love. And I had to watch Jordan Love through every snap of OTAs and mini camps before Aaron came for a day and a half for the mandatory mini camp in June. 
Aaron was there for one day, and I was like, oh, my God. The difference on the spin of the ball, the spiral, the accuracy and all that, Not Jordan's not even close to that. And that's just in, you know, throwing 30-yard passes to receivers. I'll say this, though. There's a value to learning on the job. Look at his own draft class. Yeah. Tua Tonga Viola was written up as a bust by everybody, and there was a point there where we're looking at him as an MVP candidate. Yeah. Jalen Hurts, I mean, it was not the Jalen Hurts that we see right now early in his career, mm-hmm. and here, here's three seasons that you've just kind of quarantined Jordan Love to practice and meetings and pushed him off to the side, and you had your opportunity after that Philly game. Six and nine, a buck 13, a touchdown. Two of those incompletions were drops. One a touchdown, one that back shoulder to Aaron Jones, a beauty. Um, that was an opportunity. All right, Aaron, you, you've got this injury. Uh, let's let's see what Jordan can do the rest yeah. of the season and, and give him those reps and throw him in the fire because, pra- yeah, you're right. Practice, you're, you're, you're going to know a lot about your quarterback, but there's no simulation for what you get on an NFL Sunday. That was a missed opportunity. Uh, I get it. They, they had the, the this run toward the playoffs. They were in the mix a little bit, but... They, they weren't going to do any damage in the playoffs. So they, you, you should have seen what you had in Jordan Love then. Hopefully they have the guts now to move on and give him a shot this season. Let me talk about MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scaling. The other night he said to Bill, yeah, free agency, yeah, uh, nerve-wracking. I don't want to go through that again. And to me, I thought, so today, this morning I said to him, so what you're saying is, you know, the Packers weren't calling your agent back. The free agency was underway. It had been about a week. They just traded Devontae Adams, and you're like, what? Hey man, you know what? You know why aren't you guys calling me? Uh, I said, is waiting for the phone. Then suddenly the Chiefs are interested and they're giving you a call. Was that the way it went out? No, no. We had four or five offers. I couldn't decide. That's what was nerve wracking. Do I need to make the right decision here? Mm-hmm. Where's the right place for me to go? Did the Packers make an offer? Yeah, they made an offer. So you know what? Just like Greg Jennings, say like, okay. You know we're gonna lowball it. We've got other plans. We've got backup plans. We know that there's some guys on the board that'll be there, you know, in six weeks that we can draft, and maybe we can pick up, you know, one of the guys like Sammy Watkins or, you know, Julio Jones or somebody like that to to fulfill. But that's the way where MVS was coming from. Then I said, there are times, Tyler, where I've picked up in that locker room, the guys about 25 years old and younger are in the love camp because I've overheard them say stuff about, like, you know, how come Jordan didn't get those reps? How come, you know, I mean, they're, that's their guy. That's the guy that they hang out with. And the superstar comes in. Uh, and you know from the guys that you covered, it's like, hey, if you've got one of these guys like Mahomes or Brady or Aaron Rodgers, even if you're the long snapper, you run out of the tunnel knowing we got a chance to win today, right? So overall, that's the confidence that those players have. But MVS said, no, there's no divide in the locker room. 12 is the man. Aaron's in charge. So even though, I said, said, we're up there in the press box and Devontae Adams gets 165 targets for the season and we have to take four or five other receivers to add up to 165 to match all the throws that Devontae got. Shouldn't that offense be a little bit more balanced? I swear to God, I see you running down the sideline with your arm up in the air and he throws to number 17 that's in, you know, got a safety over the top and a guy trailing him, Right. Doesn't that get frustrating? Well, you know, it's a, but you know what? Yeah, p- publicly to, to criticize Aaron Rodgers is not. They're not going to do it. You will, you They're will not going to do right. it. You'll be wished away to the cornfield. They, 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 yeah, yeah, they are not going to do it. They're not going to do it. He's so, like a he's like a mafia head. 
because he doesn't forget. <laughs> right. And he but he decries cancel culture. Right. Uh, he 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 takes takes notes. He doesn't forget, and he will lash out. Yeah. Well, so you know? it's part of what makes him great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Pl- playing like that. Hey. Yeah. You know, they they draft a quarterback in the first round. Aaron Aaron wins two MVPs. Philadelphia drafts Jalen Hurts. Carson Wentz didn't react that way. Before we let you go, you tell me. Do you think because we're probably two weeks away uh, or less from a decision? Do you think he's back? Back with Green, Green Bay. I think Green Bay trades him. I, I think that they, I think they wise up. They know that there's real physical decline. We didn't even really talk about his actual play. I mean, th- th- there How was much of that was the thumb, decline. the knee, not maybe dedicating in the offseason? I get the sense that the last time we doubted him, he came back and won back-to-back MVPs. I think he's going to bounce back and have a hell of a season this year no matter where he's at. Personally, I think that'd be rationalizing if, if, if you're Green Bay. I mean, maybe, look, there's not a lot of great quarterbacks in the NFC. We were just talking about mm-hmm. that. I, I get it. But to just throw away a promising young quarterback in Jordan Love, is, is it really worth giving up on this prospect that you've developed? We've now seen he's got some ability. Mm-hmm. He's got a big arm. He hits that back foot. It, the ball's out. Uh, I I think that th- this is a franchise unlike other franchises that develops quarterbacks and moves from one to the next uh, t- to hang on to Aaron Rodgers and screw your cap up even more and try to convince yourself that he's the guy. I, I think that even the Packers know that's the wrong decision and, and they'll try to get something for him. Like I said, gut feeling. Not, not, not coming from a, a, a source right. on that one. No, I agree. I, I get it. I think there's an opportunity because there's, what, 12, 13 good quarterbacks in the NFL? Yeah. I they thought can, they the be- get something for I him. thought at the beginning of the end of the season, I thought he's back. He's back with Green Bay. They're going to run it back. He's even said, I'll make it more cap friendly. That number is not the number, blah, 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 insinuating that. And I thought, oh, no, he's back with the Packers. And then I start to hear, you know, a lot of chatter. And I think, okay, maybe 70%. I, I probably, I said 60% of me says he's back with the Packers. 30% he gets traded. 10% he, out to, despite everybody else that retires and walks away from the game and comes out of the darkness uh, on, on that, Sunday right, that, morning that, and walks away. That's not going to happen. That, you know? That's where the darkness thing is yeah. so funny. Yeah. 58 million reasons. You know, you, you don't want to go into Canton with Tom Brady. That That's not happening. Yeah. He's not retiring. No. <laughs> well, Tyler, your backstories, man, on these players or coaches you know, it go along. It's the best of the business. I just love that stuff uh, because, as you know, it's it's just amazing. Some of these stories, what it took for these guys to get here or just sustain these jobs in the league or the, the weird door, one door closes, another one opens kind of stuff. I just I love that stuff. And just keep up the good oh, work man, with that. That's good so stuff. nice of you to say. It. really appreciate that. No, much. no, I, I know how hard you dig at it, too. So it's it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Thanks for coming by, Tyler. Any Appreciate day, it, man. Face to face, we don't get this very often, so it's always uh, <laughs> always like a cool reunion, man. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. Broadcasting live, Radio Row. We'll be back right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.